0: Do you struggle with unwanted weight, restrictive diets, sugar addiction, and low energy? Do you crave being healthy, fit, and vibrantly alive? It's time to release the struggle, to awaken your glow, to live the healthy, vibrant life that is your birthright. My name is Katie Harrison. I'm a primal health coach, and I am here to help you transform your life. Hello from an absolutely glorious part of Alaska. I am looking out the window as I get to speak with you today, enjoying the view of trees that are covered in beautiful white snow. We have some Christmas lights on the trees outside, and everything just looks so frosty and sparkly and beautiful, and it's just such a pleasure to look outside while I get to talk to you today. I trust that you had an amazing holiday weekend with friends and family and really good food. And today, I chose the topic of how I released my sugar addiction because we're heading into sugar season. Of course, every holiday seems to involve sugar. And I want to share this with you today because I'm looking back on my journey to health and how it really started with addressing both my physiological, my biological, and my psychological addiction to sugar. And I'd like to share with you how I finally managed to release it because when I did release that addiction and when I began to feel true food freedom and body love my life just expanded and honestly I feel a little unstoppable right now I feel just in love with life and I I really want the same for you so if my story can help you at all I just feel like I need to share that. So my history with sugar began as a child. I'm sure most people can relate, those of you who have sugar addictions. And my, host, my household, my parents were very healthy. And they knew back in the 70s that an excess of sugar was not healthy. And so we really didn't have sugar in our house. We had honey. And carob, limited amounts, and we really didn't have access to sugar, which of course made me, as a child and a teenager, obsess about it. I wanted it all the time, and I would go, I would go over to my friend's house and open their cabinets, and just be awestruck by the sugary cereals and all of the processed food snacks. And I also remember feeling in the cafeteria in school a little awkward about my homemade honey cookies when people got to eat Oreos and Chips Ahoy. And I just obsessed about sugar because I think it was restricted in my house. And I am honestly so grateful to my parents today because they... they provided me with such a foundation of healthy nutrition in my formative years, and I credit my health today to them, so I'm very grateful for this, but it also kind of developed this obsession with sugar, and then I learned through sneaking sugar or eating it at friend's house how good sugar made me feel. And I started probably in my teens to use it as a stress reliever and as an anxiety reliever. And in college, this intensified with exams and projects and speeches. I would eat, I would hold off on eating treats and chocolate and try my best not to eat them. And then I would become really stressed about something and go overboard and eat way too much and then feel horrible about it. And so this cycle of using food to relieve or numb uncomfortable feelings became pretty intense in my college years. And of course, it continued into my 20s as well. It was a behavioral pattern that I was doing pretty consistently. But the truth of it is, is that I don't think I was really even aware that I was using food to self-medicate or to self-soothe uncomfortable emotions. I remember bringing up to a friend or two a situation in which maybe I'd eaten a bowl of cookie dough batter and said that I felt really sick afterwards and gross. And my friend just kind of gave me this look like, huh, why would you do that? And so I think I learned to hide it a little bit, to not let people know how I would restrict sugar, restrict sugar, restrict it, and then just lose all willpower and go crazy and make myself feel ill. Because I didn't, I I felt like a secret that I shouldn't be sharing with people. And so I hid it from myself even. And then I began to really, in my probably late 30s, Understand the power of meditation and awareness and presence. And this really began to spotlight the issue that I had with sugar. And I realized I didn't want to use it anymore to self medicate. But at this point, I was physiologically addicted. I was on that sugar roller coaster where if I wasn't eating sugar, I was eating something really high in carbs every two hours. I'd learned that from a program called Body for Life. So I felt the hunger pangs every two hours. I felt dizzy. I felt like I needed to eat. I felt irritable if I didn't eat regularly. And this also contributed to the addiction of glucose in my body. And it wasn't until probably my maybe my early 40s when I started to read and listen to podcasts by Dr. Mark Hyman and Mark Sisson. Mark Sisson's Mark's Daily Apple. And they talked about how the body can run on glucose really well, or it can run on fat. And I felt really connected to this idea that I didn't want to be enslaved to sugar anymore. And so I tried Dr. Mark Hyman's plan in his book, Eat Fat, Get Thin, of reducing glucose and high carbohydrate foods in my diet while increasing good healthy fats. Fats like avocados and butter and ghee and olive oil, lots of olive oil and coconut oil and bacon grease. And I did that while reducing my glucose consumption And all of a sudden, I had this non-stop energy and my mood was consistently high and I felt amazing. And I'd also pledged to myself that I wouldn't eat any sugar for 30 days. And at the end of the 30 days, I didn't want to stop because I felt so good. And the other really cool thing that happened was my taste buds became calibrated differently. All of a sudden, onions and carrots and bell peppers and even cabbage, they tasted sweet. Forget about an apple. Oh my gosh, that was like a glorious dessert. But all of these vegetables started to taste really sweet to me. And I just lost that craving for sugary sweets. And then I started really getting into super dark chocolate. 95% dark chocolate. And honestly... If I even go down to 90%, my taste buds now think that it's the equivalent of a Hershey's bar. It tastes like a Hershey's bar at 90%. So for a special treat, I'll have 90%. And I know this sounds crazy, but I really was able to eliminate my physical addiction to sugar by giving it up for 30 days. And I... I do think that this could be effective for many people to eliminate that physical addiction to sugar. Give it up and realize that you don't need it. I do think you have to make other adjustments in your diet, making sure that you're eating lots of vegetables and an abundance of healthy fats that will stabilize your energy and your mood and make you feel downright amazing. But the problem comes when the psychological addiction is not addressed. So, after 30 days of doing this plan, I felt so great and I didn't want to reintroduce sugar into my diet, but then came the time when I was really stressed out about something and I don't even remember what it was, I was super anxious about an upcoming event and I felt the call of sugar, like it felt crazy, I needed sugar and I wasn't really eating sugar at this point but I was eating other things like almond butter and coconut butter and eating those in excess and those were giving me the feeling of sugar or fat bombs like ketogenic paleo treats. I would make those when I felt stressed. And so I reintroduced sugar in that way. I still had the emotional eating and and it showed back up. And then I realized, okay, I don't th- I don't feel physically like I need this to get through my day, but I do feel like psychologically I need it to get through these stressful events. And that's truly when I started to increase my presence, increase my time in meditation. And realized that I was using that sugar to numb uncomfortable feelings. The potential to be criticized or judged or the potential of failure or something not working out in the future. Just feeling that anxiety. I realized that I'd used sugar for so long to cope with that. And I just decided that, okay, I needed to admit it to myself. Like, here's what I do. Now, what do I do about it? And I've talked about this in earlier podcasts. What I did is I just came back to the present. When I was feeling that anxiety, I would say, okay, I feel your anxiety. You're here. And sometimes I would even say, welcome. Here you are. I remember you. And I would allow it to just be. I didn't try to push it away. Or make it go away. But I came back to the present. I really tapped into feeling, what does it feel like? What does it feel like in my stomach? What does it feel like in my body? And I paid attention to it. And really just paying attention to that feeling of anxiety dissolved it. Not the first time, not the second time, not the third time. But eventually, it just disappeared. And I've told you my trick that I use to get rid of anxiety is that I all of a sudden started to say... I can't wait to see how this is going to turn out even better than I could have imagined. And then I started to keep track, like a written record, of all the situations in which previously I might have been anxious about something in the future. And then how it turned out so much better than my puny little human brain ever could have imagined. It was incredible. So I'm sitting here in this place where I feel like I have complete food freedom. I'm living in this body that I dreamed about and that I scripted about, which I will talk to you about in a later podcast. And I am just in so much gratitude and appreciation for this freedom that I feel, the freedom from anxiety, the freedom from sugar, the food freedom, the true love Of the physical body that I have. And the true love of the spiritual being. This is how I released my sugar addiction. And of course there was much more to it than that. But if I could summarize in a brief podcast. That's a summary. I just would love, love, love to help you on your journey to release sugar. Because I know you can do it. And the benefits of doing this and what you're going to feel like with that true freedom and that true body love And the enjoyment of life are immense. It's epic, truly. I love the word epic because that is just how I feel. And I can't wait for the same to happen for you. So please let me know how you're doing. Email me at katie at awakenyourglow.com. And if you're liking this podcast, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear from my listeners out there. So give me a review on iTunes or Stitcher or however you listen to podcasts. And let me know if you have any questions. Again, my email, katie at awakenyourglow.com. Sending you love, friends. Thank you once again for joining me. And a special thanks to Silent Partner for his song, To the Top.